after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about good ones, we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. It's the big chunk of fudge. My name is Andrew Walsh. I am one of your hosts. The other one is sitting across the table from me. Her name is Genevieve Has. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Genevieve, I'm going to tell you right off the bat here, I was really proud of last week's show. Uh, we talked about... Um, I think the, uh, the the intersection of pop music and uh, television commercials last week, the types of songs when they come on the radio, you immediately associate it with a product, uh, put a lot of work into that show, did a lot of research. I was proud of it. I'm resting on my laurels this week. For the first time ever, you've put together an entire show sheet. I have not looked at it at all. I'm only going to be looking at you the whole show. Just you guide me. You guide me. <laughs> What are we doing today? We're doing ad council. It's an all ad council after these messages. So if you happen to be new to this podcast, you, you are the ad council. Our listeners are the ad council and always have a lot to offer us as far as um, feedback and commercials they'd like us to talk about and all of that. So uh, this week we have a, at least a full hour of listener suggestions, listener comment as I think they say across the pond. Yeah, we could have a full four hours. I had to. I had to make some hard decisions, uh, but it's really awesome to get so much feedback from the listeners. Um, rest assured that I we don't. I don't throw anything out. Uh, my mother's daughter like that, and um, <laughs> it's it's all in there. And I, as much as possible, when we do these big feedback shows, I try to go back through the. Uh, the unread mails and the un uh, the unbroadcast feedback and and I look across all of our platforms whether it's Facebook voicemail G- uh, email. Um, Twitter, you know, any seems like a good time actually to remind people how they can hit us up on those things too, right? Yeah, the Facebook is after these messages show on Facebook. Um, the email is the same after these messages show at Gmail. The voicemail we've got a couple of those this week is six zero seven. Four 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 fifty five ninety seven six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven. We love the sound of your voice. So, um, all right, well, let's just get into this. If you guys like hearing me flounder around looking for audio on the fly because I don't know what's going on, this is your show. Um, now that I think I've uh, run ourselves down so much and, and given everybody an excuse not to listen, what do we have uh, coming up first today? Well, you mentioned how much fun you had last week with, yeah. the, with the pop songs, with the, sh- so the Shop fun. 40 That episode. might be my favorite episode ever. It was really fun to make, and yeah. we really enjoyed uh, just, you know... It was fun to make. I like the way you... It's not fun to listen to is what you were implying there. No, I got some good feedback from folks, too. Well, a lot of of, uh, Facebook thumbs up. Right. That's the the highest form of flattery. (laughs) Um, We got this feedback, actually, about that show from listener Ashley. She writes, yay, thank you for including the VW commercial in your latest podcast. I didn't realize. Boom, boom, Yeah. So this is the famous, I I would venture to say iconic uh, VW commercial from back in the 90s with that German song, da, 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 da. Um, and we had we had actually started uh, started the show by talking about something my sister had written in about how she goes out and has occasionally bought a song because she liked it so yeah. much in the commercial. So Ashley says, uh, I didn't realize I was that type of person, the kind that would make a commercial-based music purchase, but I did indeed trek to Sam Goody at the mall for a cassette single of that song from the VW hmm. commercial based only on the commercial. I took German in school, so my decision may have been partly an affectation. <laughs> I remember my German exchange student friend doing a hard eye roll at my taste. Mm. Your friend is crazy because that song is a jam. Yeah, I think that's a pretty... The, let's see, this is from the actual commercial, so it's probably not the best quality uh, recording in the world, but people remember this. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Okay, now I'm just watching the commercial. Those two guys are so charming. <laughs> I love that ad. That's all. That might be a Hall of Famer for me. It should be. I think it probably won all kinds of awards. I mean, it was very. It was. It really did rise to the level of iconic uh, back back then. Uh, Ashley, I think you were right to go buy it. I, I hope that uh, you you have recaptured it now in digital form. <laughs> 
Uh, moving on, and I'm going to kind of jump around here. In past at feedback shows, I've tried to be more organized and have it have nah. each commercial respond to a particular show. I'm not doing that this time. I'll be honest with you. I started putting this together about an hour ago. <laughs> we're, really just, we're just phoning really just, it right in. As Luke would say, we're just really selling the sizzle right now. <laughs> um, this is from actually listener Tanya and Benjamin. I realized belatedly that both of these, both people uh, sent us uh, this commercial. And we had actually posted it, Andrew. I th- Andrew, I think you posted it from the visitor posts on our Facebook page to our main page. But this is a, a commercial for Sony Walkman. Um, it came out in 1987 when the Walkman was new. Um, and if you haven't seen this ad on our Facebook page, I will we'll repost it, obviously, with this week's show. Uh, but it is hilarious. Can you just give this one a play? I'm not yeah. sure how much... Pretty, uh, it's pretty visual, but let's give it a shot here. It starts with a guy, a, a square-looking guy in black and white, very Wizard of Oz... Um, Only it's, you know, it's the early 80s, and he's just, like, in the city. He looks like he's in New York City, and he's just dressed like an 80s guy with his polo shirt tucked into his pants. But it's all black and white, like you say. Yeah, but it's black and white. And then um, he sees he looks across the street and sees that everyone across the street is in full color. And, man, are they having a party. Well, there must be a product that changes <laughs> life from black and white to color, right? The Sony Walkman is a tiny stereo cassette player with truly incredible sound. He is so happy. He he put on the headphones and he is now the happiest man you've ever seen. He's now dancing with the people who are on the uh, the colored side of the street, which, by the way, in the 1960s had a very different, darker implication. Um, but uh, I love that ad, and it, you want to talk about an affectation? That makes me want to go out and get a Sony Walkman right now. I'm not saying it's like when the class before they got like too like rounded and too. Uh, I don't know, kind of like modern looking, two nineties looking. This is like a classic square, yeah. silver and black, basic Walkman, and it makes me want to have that in my hands and fiddle with it. The way that the people in the in the Sony side of the street are are dressed and their dance moves, and particularly these two guys who are like mirror images of each other. One is wearing a green joggers outfit and the other one is wearing a yellow joggers outfit. And at one point they do a do-si-do And we only get them, we get those two guys for like 0.5 seconds. We don't even get a full second of those guys. But it's so hilarious. Yeah, it is. I do love that. So that's on our Facebook page from a while back, uh, from July, I think. You can find it there. And I guess you'll, you do a a weekly roundup of all the ads we talked about, so you'll include it in there. I do, exactly. Uh, moving on, this is from listener Asia. Uh, she writes, I just listened to episode 30, Work In It. Um, that was the episode oh, where we yeah. focused on ads that take place in, an, in a workplace, like an office right. or, other, or other workspace. Uh, she writes, you guys wondered if this Clearasil can- clear campaign about uh, not understanding. We, we understand. They, the, the pitch was, we understand you know, acne medication. We don't understand teenagers. Oh, that was a great campaign. Very charming. Yeah. Well, we wondered if it was effective with teenagers. And she says, while I'm not a teenager, I did just listen to a teenager talk specifically about these ads. The daughter of Gretchen Rubin of the happier podcast has her own podcast called Eliza starting at 16. Uh, She says, I don't know how all teenagers feel, but she seemed extremely irritated by these ads. Let me um, only because, you know, we're going back here. Um, a uh, 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 ways I think that we should remind people of these ads. So um, I think if I recall, this is a commercial that's mostly handled by voiceover, and you just see a bunch of shots of kids being kids, playing in pools, skateboarding, stuff like that. Teens, hi, hello. Do you like pizza? Okay, what about this? Or this? Cars, skateboarding. This? We work at Clearasil. And we're just trying to tell you that Clear Cell Ultra works fast, but we don't know how. Now we see all the adults in their kind of corporate headquarters. We only know teen acne. So we're just going to guess what you guys like a lot of times. So you're into this. All right. Do you guys like hard stuff? Hard core stuff? (laughs) I love it. We can try many things. Dang. Okay. Hmm. Very nice. Do you like edgy stuff? 
Okay, they're showing people like tearing holes in their jeans, trying to be cool. I love her. Uh, I really like the voiceover. Yeah, I think the um, voiceover makes it for me. Yeah, it's clearly, I mean, you hire professional actors to do that, but it, it, the actor is doing a good job of sounding just like a non-actor, and I really like her delivery on the, do you like st- hard, hard hardcore stuff? So anyway, so what is the beef with this commercial? Well, I don't know that anyone has beef with it. Well, I guess I guess Eliza, starting at sixteen, the sixteen-year-old podcaster, uh, is not a fan. She feels irritated by them. Maybe I mean, listen, when you're sixteen, yeah, you, I mean, find me the thing that doesn't irritate. Well, you. that and also anybody trying to talk directly to your generation, and that's why I think we even said when we first talked about that ad. When I was a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old or a 15-year-old or what have you, I would be very – Just 14 <laughs> or 19 or 13 or, the, or very early in 20, but halfway through – no. Um, I, uh, I, I hated stuff like this where they're trying to be down. Now, I see this Clearasil ad and I'm like, I like the fact that they're conceding right away. No, we can't talk to you directly, but we're still talking to you directly. And it works for me. But guess what? I'm not anymore. Yeah. 14 or 19 or 18 or 17. I'm now a 40-year-old man. So this seems effective to me. But if it's not working uh, on the actual 16-year-old who it's targeted at, at least in one case, I'm not 100% surprised to hear that. And also that's going to be problematic, I guess. Yeah. I think um, teenagers just want to buy their acne medication from that guy from Maroon 5. Adam Levine. Does he sell acne medication? Yeah, he's one of the proactive spokesmen. Uh, Um, Moving on. This is from listener DJ. Um, This is uh, hearkening back to our Olympics ads. Um, Obviously, I famously hate the Olympics. Um, but I do think that we, you know, there's some interesting, it's my hot take. Uh, there's some interesting Olympics ads going on. Uh, but this is one from, uh, DJ uh, brings up the point that, uh, we don't see the same ads in this country as other, other countries do. Uh, he writes, I'm watching a lot of Olympic action via CBC, that's Canadian Broadcasting, and I keep seeing these great PSAs for We All Play for Canada. Uh, the two I've seen so far are an Indian Pakistani boy being chosen to play baseball on a team of mostly white Canadians uh, and a boy in a wheelchair who can't play basketball with his neighbors. Um, and he goes on to describe them, but why don't you, why don't you hit play on this, this first one here? This is the, um, the Indian or Pakistani boy, uh, some, um, subcontinental, uh, boy who is being invited to play baseball with some, uh, white Canadian kids. Okay. Give me Palmer. Hey kid. Want to play? Okay. You choose him? Ever played baseball before? No. What a joke. Seriously. So they, they pitch it, and he uses a cricket stance and knocks it out of the park. When the best of us steps up... Oh, you said you never played baseball. Cricket. Our nation stands a little taller. Is that not the most Canadian thing you've ever that seen? That is a pretty good commercial. And, and it, it's when so I first sweet. started to hear a little bit of a sitari kind of sound, I was like, uh oh. Like I was just bracing myself for the, the, some sort of like reductive music. But actually, I really like that music. It's just a hint, just of, a hint. The, of, yeah, of, a, of his culture. He's yeah. from another culture. Yeah. He has a different perspective on sports, but he, you know, he can play baseball with these Canadian kids. Um, so I love that one, and it's just so Canadian to me, mm-hmm. and particularly in this t- in this moment in American history when there's so much xenophobia and there's so much fear of the other. It's so nice to see um, like a little moment built around this idea of cultural exchange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Can we play the next one? Yeah, Is play it, the next yeah. one because I it, it, it gives me this one. You think that one gives you feels? No, get, no. Get your feel. Are you not going to be able to get through this one? So this is a get, bunch of get kids your are feel playing. Rag out. And one of I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, I will not. It sounds. Thank gross. you. Um, uh, so this is a bunch of kids playing, and one of them is going to be in a wheelchair. Is that? Yeah. So you got a, like you know a handful of kids in a driveway shooting hoops um, against a garage, um, and then one of them notices that a little boy is watching from a wheelchair. Okay. And this one might require some narration. So that's the little boy in the wheelchair. I pick up a broken and they leave a basketball outside of his house. He comes out carrying it in his wheelchair. 
And he sees all of the other little boys are now sitting on sort of makeshift wheelchairs. Like wagons, tricycles, office yeah. chairs. And they're all going to play uh, basketball on their wheeled things. Now, I like that. My voice caught a little bit there. Sure, that was effective on me. But that is exactly like a commercial we've talked about, only it's a bunch of adults. That's right. And that was all, was that also an Olympic commercial? No, I'm pretty sure Dang it was for it, I can't beer. Remember. It was a beer commercial, but it was. I think uh, it was Guinness. Okay, let me I just look really quickly because. But you're exactly right. There is a there's a um, there's a beer commercial wherein a bunch of guys are playing heart like sort of murder ball style uh, wheelchair basketball. Like they're very aggressive. At the very end of the commercial, all of them except one stands up out of their wheelchair. Yeah, that's this one here. So the reveal's a little different. Sorry about the sound on this. It's not very good. Uh, I guess there's not a. I guess there's not a huge point in playing this whole thing with bad audio if you just described it. But yeah, so very. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I guess it takes a slightly different um, kind of storyline or reveal. But you're right. Uh, it's, but it's, it's pretty very, similar. Very similar. But you know what, though, I like them both. I don't. I don't think that we live in a world where you can't have both those commercials. So good yeah, it's on not both like of them. Um, people in wheelchairs are like getting all of the commercials. Right. Exactly. Um, okay, so this is from listening. Do you think that you should ever be able to, um, do you think that if you're a casting director for something like that, would you ever cast somebody who doesn't need a wheelchair to play one of those roles? To either Ooh, the boy or the, right. the, the adult? Uh, I don't know. That's a tricky question. What do you think? I would, I would definitely, I mean, all things being equal and even things not being equal, I would give preference. Of course, I would work very hard to find somebody who uses a wheelchair in real life to portray because I just sort of feel like people, I mean, that's one of those things. I suppose if you're an actor who becomes famous for being the actor in the wheelchair, that could kind of be annoying as well. Like, Oh yeah, I'm the wheelchair guy that everybody comes to. But on the other hand, I'm sure there's a million um, people in LA right now who grew up wanting to be actors who are probably really great actors but the roles they can do are limited because they're in a wheelchair. So, yeah, I think that I, I would be very uncomfortable, I think, hiring somebody to sit in a wheelchair and play a, a, somebody who needs a wheelchair. Listeners out there, if you are a listener with a disability, uh, write in and tell us uh, what you think. Yeah, maybe we'll hire you for our ad. <laughs> um, this is from listener Dennis. Um, we love to talk about toilets on this show. Uh, we've talked before about uh, the uncloggable toilet that was advertised. Oh, yeah. Today. 19, uh, 19 golf balls. 19 down golf the, balls. Yeah, the chute. <laughs> Still working. Uh, what, what's the thing that they put in that looks just like poop? It's oh, something it's horrifying. Sort of clay yeah, thing or some something. kind yeah, of clay, yeah. bags of clay. Um, so, listener Dennis writes in I just listened to the episode that included the silent video of the toilet being flushed. That's the one with the where it um, is able to flush all of this incredible junk. I just want to say how effective that video is as a marketing device. <laughs> I bought my brand new house in 1996 when low flush toilets were required. He says more like no flush. Hey yo. Hey yo. Uh, my toilets were the worst. They never had anything unusually large to flush yet clogged all the time. Sure, whatever. Dennis. <laughs> you know, Dennis, be proud. <laughs> Healthy man. Um, I had to use the plunger on a daily basis. Finally, in frustration, I went to my local Home Depot, where in the toilet section they were playing that video. I stood, I watched, I bought. Brought it home. <laughs> my handyman brother helped me install it. Well, actually, he installed it. And I have never had a clog since. Uh, the Champion Toilet by American Standard. It works. I've even recommended it to friends. And now, friends, we recommend it to you. <laughs> we need some. I want sponsors for the show. Not for the money, no. but just because I want to do commercials. I, I totally agree. I feel like we have given so many products so much love on the show. I mean, probably we're just, it's probably a situation of, you know, why buy the cow, right? Do you think that... Would it be a fun thing if we asked listeners to send us a product that they want us to do a commercial read for? Kind of, oh, I guess we kind of did that with our friend Libby when she was on the show. Yeah, but we, well, we, we picked the products, though. Yeah, I'd be open. Yeah, let's give that some thought. Um, and listeners, if you have ideas on, on how we could work that, you know, send that in. Yeah. Just produce the show for us. Just, Clearly, I'm not really yeah, pulling well, my share of the weight. Uh, it's a weird week for us because it's a travel week for me and, and you're super busy at work. But um, I'm having fun anyway, by the way. Uh, I think there's something there. Like, send us a product uh, and, uh, what the, and you put in the subject line, um, live read. Uh, 
and then we'll know we'll, we'll have them all and then like maybe it's a maybe it's a toilet that can take 19 golf balls down the shooter um or, or no i don't regret saying that um or, or something else that you'd like to hear us do a commercial for and we'll give it our maybe we'll do a segment where we you and i give our best shots at live commercial reads yeah i'm into it uh, this is from listener uh, Patricia on shame as a marketing strategy. And this is a thing that kind of keeps coming back up as uh, we talked a little bit about it with the um, the HPV vaccine, oh, yeah. um, using shame as a way to get motivate people to do things. I think there was a, a um, an insurance commercial that kind of used that that was actually pulled down by the uh, advertiser. Patricia, Patricia writes, uh, the listener suggestion to cover ads that use shame or embarrassment as a selling tool brought to mind that the engagement ring ads that uh, proposed spending two months salary on a ring. But, and so you've heard that, Andrew. Obviously yeah. It's sort of a, a truism or whatever. Yeah. Uh, back in the 70s, I was about 10 years old when I saw one of these ads. For the first time, I became aware of what advertising really was and how clever slash evil it was for the seller <laughs> to create a sticky idea which ascribed value to diamonds far above their actual value based on supply. Um, for those who haven't read about it, I, uh, Patricia sent a great Atlantic article monthly, and I've read in, in a number of other publications. Um, the whole diamond racket is pretty ridiculous. And this is nothing, this is no way to suggest that you shouldn't love your diamond ring or your diamond whatever if you love it. But it is a, it is a natural monopoly that's held by the De Beers Corporation. Uh, and essentially diamonds, there's more diamond supply than really than we, than there is demand, but mm-hmm. they, they limit supply. They, they drove up demand with this idea that you have to have a diamond engagement ring if you're, if you're going to get married. Um, and it's one of the most successful marketing cases, uh, you know, like ever in business. And in fact, fast, she says, fast forward eight years, I was a freshman in college majoring in journalism, studying consumer research methods as part of my advertising program. And this was a case study. It is genius. It is terrible. And it totally works. Yeah. Um, I want to do a whole show. And I just did a quick Google on it. And I could see that the links were purple because I've tried to do this before. And I can't find good (laughs) audio examples. But I need to start recording the radio all the time so I can go back and do um, and, and play for you some of my favorite radio commercials and least favorite. Because Tom Shane... You got a friend in the diamond business. Mm-hmm. What is uh, what is actually the name of his? Uh, uh, what's the name of the um, the Shane Co. The Sh- Shane Company. Yeah, um, those commercials have gone from mildly condescending oh, to goodness, yes. almost verbally abusive Highly to the agree. people. So it, the, here's the here's the setup of it. You've heard some of them, yeah, right? Yeah, we've been so, in the car together. I'll be Tom Shane. Okay, I'll- you be just like. Um, in this case, I'm going to ask you to be the boyfriend okay. of some. You're going to be buying the ring. And, you know, ask me if um, it really matters where you buy your ring from, because at the end of the day, aren't they all diamonds? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Does it really even matter where I get the ring as long as I get her a diamond ring? Yes, it matters where you get the ring at the Shane Company. We handpick our diamonds. When you go across the street, they don't care. They're all picking their diamonds from the same bin and then putting a markup on it. Wow, that is surprising. But what if my girlfriend wants the new trendy style? The new tr- You dumb shit. <laughs> You are paying so much more money. I mean, that's basically no, the it tone is. of those that's commercials. The tone. It's like every answer begins with an, an implied and you dumb th- and shit. And they're a thousand times worse when the, the interlocutor is a woman. It's the woman, right? Yeah. Usually because it's almost always, though, probably because sports radio is mostly, you know, they have a predominantly male audience, I think it probably plays better for the, a lot of the radio shows I listen to for the conversation be, between Tom Shane and some guy who's like kind of on the fence about, you know, getting the engagement. It's just a dumb shit when it comes to diamond <laughs> But rings. like, honestly, guys, uh, just listen to some, uh, even if you don't like sports or radio, listen to some sports radio. There's some, there's some, cr- I mean, I all the commercials to- are like, I could do, we could do a whole <laughs> show on that. I know it's supposed to be about TV commercials, but like divorce lawyers for well, we've men. We've really stretched the definition of this show's uh, yeah. premise a few times. Divorce lawyers for men, specifically. Yeah. It's not divorce lawyers. It's divorce lawyers for men, which you're getting some real MRA shit with that. Yeah. Um, and then, um, obviously, you have, like... It is not, uh, it's not, like, so much boner pills like you see on TV, but just all of these, like, low T. It's all of this... There's much more of an emphasis on uh, kind of 
complicated sciency solutions to your health, sort of. Like, there's one that runs all the time. It's kind of like, do you think you're fat? You're not. You're probably just bloated. Mm. Our scientists have come up with this whole thing. And, like, it's that, and it's, it's all about threatened masculinity. Yes. And it's not about, like, oh, you have, you know, erectile dysfunction. It's like, do you just feel a little bit more listless? Or, or is your relationship, it'll be kind of implied? Like, is your wife not as happy as she used to be? <laughs> you probably have low T. Boy, when I started taking Dr. T's low T solution, I just started to get more zip in my step. It made me a better father. <laughs> And a husband. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh. Like they're all about manliness. Yeah. Well, anyway, that sports. Was a, there's a tangent. Thanks for the, <laughs> thanks for the letter, Patricia. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I think you can, uh, we, you, they can hold on those live read requests. Yeah. Because we did it. Yeah. We, 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 we checked that we, box. D- we done did it. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Um, this is from listener Patricia. And I'm going to have you click on this one, although I don't think that there's any audio to speak of, but I'll, I'll narrate it. This is for uh, these body form sanitary pads, and it's a more kind of realistic look at the product. Now, it's not in a gross way, but it addresses the fact that it's not a sanitary clinical blue liquid uh, that women uh, bleed. So I I really like the approach that this this ad takes. Um, If you want to play it, I'll, I'll walk us through it. So what you're seeing is just a ton of women athletes, um, and it's not prettified at all. They're boxers, they're runners, they're surfers. Um, they are falling down. You're seeing their bloody wounds, their skinned knees and elbows, uh, their bloody toes for da- uh, from dancing. Um, and it's it's just it's beautifully shot, but it's shot in a way that's like pretty gritty. Uh, they're skateboarding, they're falling off, and and there's no sort of um, even for the dancers, there's no kind of artificial femininity attached to this. These very athletic mm-hmm. women in these really like tough sports that they're putting themselves. Those toes through. are grossing me out. It's gross, but it's like it's- I understand that the fact that it's grossing them out is goes against everything this commercial is trying to say. I'm not really proud of that statement, but they are grossing me out. Well, and then the tagline is, excuse me, the log line is nice. No blood should hold us back. And then it's just, you know, the, the that's logo a great ad body form. That's a great ad, man. That is talking about in a certain way. It is saying we need to stop hiding behind the san the sanitized version of what's going on. Yet it doesn't actually even handle menstrual blood straight right. on. It's just kind of saying, yeah, we're women, we're humans, we bleed, and it almost plays more into just kind of like the toughest stuff on earth. Kind yeah, of I think it's such a great idea. It's by um, it's it's a campaign called Red. Fit Red Dot Fit by the London agency AMV BBDO, um, and from the L article about this because this attracted some press, as basically any uh, period-related marketing campaign inevitably will. Women, this is the sanitary pad ad of your dreams. So deeply repressed in your subconscious by the infuriatingly saccharine, blue-stained, white and flowery fair you were watching all this while that you didn't know this is what you wanted until you saw it. Um, it shows us the actual deal, the strength, the ferocity, and the toughness of blood on women. Uh, the ad, though explicit, causes zero awkwardness. So yeah, I think like it's such thing. a great – I mean, that's such a great little ex- explanation of how they thread that needle. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a really that's a really cool ad. Yeah, I was totally unfamiliar with that. So thank you so much, Marsha. I, I was really excited to, uh, to sh- see that one. Uh, okay, from listener Michael – um, this is an ad that really struck us, or at least me, and I had, I had brought it up to you the other day. Um, this is an ad for Viagra sing- single packs. Yeah, you brought it up to me the other day. I will see a doctor. <laughs> That's not Stop what, leaving the pamphlets not, on the pillow. <laughs> I brought it up. Um, no, this is an ad that uh, it's been been in heavy rotation. It's it's on right now on regular TV. Particularly, I think if you're watching football, you're definitely seeing this yeah. ad. Um, why don't you give this one a play? Because I think the audio does a lot of the work. Okay. Got a hot-looking woman of a certain age lying on a bed to start. Viagra single packs. So guys with ED can take Viagra when they need it. Ask you see, doctor you see him tucking the little sort of, you know, paper 
pouch that holds just the one, one, two, one, one single dose into his luggage, and then they're checking into their fancy hotel together and kind of giving each other meaningful looks as they head to the head to the room. Now, did I just miss it in this ad, or is there another one uh, running too? Where no, I think it's a different one. We see an, another woman. Sorry, that was my water bottle. We see another woman of a certain age sitting in a hotel room, and she's surrounded by. Um, uh, her luggage, like a bunch of luggage. She's like, I know, I know how to pack for me, and luckily, my man knows how to pack for him. And then we see his bag, and I think it's for these single packs as well. And his bag goes under like the X-ray at I the airport. I think that was the one. Was this we just saw, did yeah. we just did it start that way with mm-hmm. her with? Well, there's definitely one though where the, she's surrounded by where she's surrounded by uh, uh, bags. I can picture well, the shot, but I guess we do have that that X-ray shot in here. Which, by the way, it's also evocative because these single pack little squares they look like a condom in the X-ray machine. They right? look either like a condom or like um, a single pack of aspirin, and that's really what I was yeah. getting at with this too. And I think this is what Michael is kind of getting at too. He says, I love the premise of this product because you know carrying a prescription bottle in your luggage is such a hassle. And that's ex- it's not a hassle, obviously. Anyone, you know, if you if you need any kind of medication, you bring a bottle of pills. What they're doing with this, and I think it's very clever, is they are trying to distance themselves from like old people need pills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, true, I mean, yeah. imagine the distinction between a little. It looks like a little aspirin, no single serving a of little aspirin, thing, or again, like a little condom that you slip out and rip open, right? Versus the Monday through Sunday right, pill dispenser right, thing. Like, yeah. think about the Im- think about the distinction, the image that those that that those create. And I think Viagra is trying so hard, if you will, all right, to all right. Uh, to dis- to distance themselves from being like your diabetes medication. Right. They want it to be like yeah, like a condom. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly the marketing. That's really interesting. Yeah, and, it, and in that way, it's even less about the advertising, more about just the product itself and your and the user experience. Yes, it is about the user experience and and the packaging. But this commercial is trying to. I mean, I, this is almost like I would almost describe this as like an innovation commercial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, so this is from listener Casey, uh, and listener Casey says the ads that really bug me are the "What if fill in the blank could talk" commercials. Um, the X factor could range from the toenail fungus to lung mucus to the check engine light on your car. Um, there are countless others, and some are really reaching. And I, I think that I agree. I mean, that is how many times have we seen a commercial where the product is just literally selling itself mm-hmm. to you because it's been personified? That mucus thing is gross as hell. I know what you're talking about there. Um, the, the box ads for that for insurance. Oh, right, right, right. The toenail no, fungus is, is it the insurance? Worst. No, I think it's, it's progressive, uh, progressive actually. Um, you know, that is a something, a technique that they use in radio commercials a lot too, because I mean, you're just so much more limited um, with what you can do to get your message across. So it's often like something in your house talking to you, or in mm-hmm. this case, the one I'm thinking of is like, I'm your car. It's actually a really good, uh, I think, idea for a campaign, and I can't think of uh, what service station chain it is for or whatever, but it's like the, the, the log line is, your car takes care of you take care of your car and it's like that your car talking to you yeah. directly first person about you know what your car has been through and stuff like that it is pretty lazy uh this is also from casey actually uh i think i skew a little older than your demographic i'm 54 years old when i was growing up in the greater chicago area there were a series of psas warning kids mostly boys not to play with dynamite blasting caps if they find one um, the ad said they could be found around construction sites in other areas. I remember thinking that they could be anywhere and probably were. Huh. Watch out for the places littered with blasting caps. I was sort of like, I mean, I'm sure this isn't what he meant, but it, it wouldn't even occur to me that blasting caps <laughs> exist. And then you're 10 years old and you're like, these what? things are construction sites? Get your bike. I want to head to a construction site and look for blasting caps. Brother, you ain't wrong. The, so he sent two um, two links, and I won't have you play the second one because it's a seven-minute sort of uh, – documentary almost PSA mm-hmm. but it's basically one long instruction in how to cool, blow things up in a cool way with blasting caps <laughs> under the guise of it's really dangerous to blow things up with blasting caps but the, the, the link I do want you to play is um, from Willie Mays it's a really old commercial where Willie Mays is giving a PSA about watching out for blasting caps and it's just worth hearing okay let's take it so this is from the 70s I guess 60s 60s <laughs> Here you see one of America's foremost athletes in action. 
that same famous athlete has a word of caution for young boys and girls. Hi, this is Willie Mays. Baseball is a game of playing to win, but playing is safe and so is life. You can play hard, but play it safe. If you kids find anything it looks like those, don't touch them. Those are blasting caps. Remember now, don't touch them. Blasting caps are used almost every place. Explosives are used, like in the construction work. But you protect your arms and hands and legs and save your eyes. If you see a blasting catch, remember now, don't touch them. Tell the police or a fireman, whatever it is. Have fun like I do with those. He says with those, and it shows a bat and and you know baseball glove. It is the most rudimentary PSA. And just like listen to this transition from one idea to the next. Baseball is a game of playing to win. Okay, we're playing to win. Play safe. Play hard. You can play hard, but play it safe. Okay. If you kids find anything, it looks like those. Oh, okay. (laughs) Suddenly we're talking about blasting caps. Like, play it safe, but play hard, play it safe. Wow, that is uh, that's some that's some um, really bad acting. Yeah, really bad acting. But um, if we were, if we were, we've talked about doing a show where we rate the acting abilities of uh, of athletes who do commercials, and I have to tell you, I mean, I know he gets a discount, he gets a handicap because of the. The how old it is, but that's right. not great acting. You still hear today, like, and again, radio commercial, sports radio, like they they'll just bring in somebody, like, "Hi, I'm a <laughs> slugger, <laughs> and when it's time for me to slug out bad prices, <laughs> I go to Puyallup Ford." You're like, "What the?" F- <laughs> like they're written horribly and yeah. they're given to people who couldn't act their way out of a out of a plastic bag. Oh my god, it's so terrible. Um this is from listener Don and the uh, the long tail of our Vlasic pickle uh terrible uh interpretation continues. Um Don writes <laughs> so regrets. I have a few. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think the point of the Vlasic Pickle commercial is supposed to show that no matter where you're from or what your native language is, uh, once you crunch into a Vlasic Pickle, you will end up speaking like the stork. And this is, of course, uh, referring to our confusion and somewhat discomfort over the um, Japanese speaker. Um, I agree, but I would say I still don't know why that person could not have been speaking, could not have then spoken in English. Right. Like the whole point is you turn into Groucho Marx. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm given I'm given I'm retracting uh, my statement about that being know, you're racially. Leaving me, you're leaving me out on a racist limb by myself. I, I am enjoy that enjoy that racist limb. Um, this is this next um, piece of feedback is from listener Patricia. It is a voicemail. Um, so why don't you give that a play? Uh, because she had uh, a note about our show last week about songs that were that were became pop songs because of the commercial that they were in or for uh, after the, they were made for a commercial. Okay, let's take a listen. Hey guys, this is Patricia from San Diego. I love the show this week. I really had a good walk down memory lane. Um, one I wanted to add for you is uh, I was surprised that you didn't use it. You did mention that. You were looking for a soda commercial with pop song. Uh, the Hilltop commercial for Coke actually had their own song become a pop song by the new Seekers, I think, is the, the guys that recorded it after. So it'd be good to include that for next week's show. Thanks. So that's really interesting. That's a super iconic commercial. I mean, it's in the, it's on your top ten list of you know American advertisements of all time. Yeah, I think. And easily. It was, and then you know it plays a big part in the final season of of Mad Men. It's just like one of those iconic '60s commercials. Um, I didn't realize that we didn't talk about. I don't think we talked about any commercials where the song works the other way. It starts. We did talk about one. Did we? Renegade for Jeep. Oh, right, because that was kind of made in collaboration in this gross way that was supposed to target millennials and blah, blah, blah. Whereas, <laughs> um, whereas uh, it sounds like, so according to Patricia, and of course I kind of want to um, read a little bit more about this, but Patricia's saying that Coke had an ad, had a song, and then another band ends up doing a version of it. Is that and and and, and this, they're called the Seekers. Well, let's take a listen. The new Seekers. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about the history of this, and I, I'd love to learn more. But I, I wanted to include it. All right, let's just take a quick listen to this.
Okay, the reason I let the music play so long is because I wanted to do a little Googling. Uh, according to the Wikipedia page, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony is a pop song that originated as the jingle by the world of Coke in the groundbreaking 1971 Hilltop television commercial. That's right. Do they do they use... Are the words different in the Coke I version? think so. I think it's kind of like, oh, in, in yeah. a way, it's like the reverse of that, um, uh, of Montreal situation. Because mm. I'm pretty sure that one of the lyrics is, I'd like to buy the world a Coke. But the as the Wikipedia page says, uh, the popularity of the jingle led to it being re-recorded by the new Seekers. Um, as and a, and, and the by, Hill, by somebody called the Hillside Singers. As a full-length song. And it dropped the references to Coca-Cola. So, yes. That's interesting. Now, hold on. Just really quickly, I'm going to click on the Hillside Singers. Um, yes. So, now the Hillside Singers, because, okay, if the commercial was called, you know, the, whatever, what was the commercial called? The Hillside. Hilltop. Hilltop. So, I was thinking... Now, do we not only have a song that was spawned by a commercial, but a band? And according to another Wikipedia page, the Hillside Singers were an American folk group. The ensemble was assembled by advertising agency McCann Erickson. And of course, Mc- that's like the mo- one of the most iconic. Yeah, I mean, of, McCann of all Erickson time. is widely thought of as sort of like what Ster- Sterling, uh, what Sterling Cooper, Sterling Cooper was yeah. supposed to be. So on. McCann Erickson created an American folk group for the purposes of singing in a television commercial. So okay, so did they go on to do anything else though? So I guess if they, they were just called the Hillside Singers. Um, they also uh, sang the vocal version of Move Closer to Your World, a theme created for television news um, and uh, used by a station in Philadelphia. Okay, and now they, I'm just and reading. They, and they had a minor hit that reached uh, number one on the Billboard charts with We're Together. Okay, that's what I was looking for. So it is kind of funny, like, in the, the kind of It's a, like how the monkeys were created exactly for the monkeys. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, sorry to fumble my live Googling there. But uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, thank you so much, Patricia. That was super interesting, and I'm really glad that you sent that to us, because I would never have guessed, or I had never realized that that had been released as a pop song. I'd always thought of it just as the Coke jingle. Yeah, or if I did, I would have assumed that they had bastardized the lyrics a little bit to make it a Coke one, yeah. like flip it around. Huh. That's got to be almost a unique case in American music history, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is from listener Kara. Um, so do you remember that we last week we were, we were talking about um, an Ajax commercial and you somehow pulled up a Doors... Yes, I said that. I remembered a scene from the Doors movie, not a Doors documentary, <laughs> the Doors movie that was released in the 90s with Val Kilmer playing um, Jim Morrison. And uh, I said, I remembered some scene where Jim gets really mad because they want the rest of the band or the manager wants to sell the rights of a Doors song to be used in some sort of product commercial. And I couldn't remember if in the movie it happens and then he gets mad at him or he stops it while he's alive, then it happens when he's dead. And then I did, as I just you know, proved my uh, Googling on the fly abilities a moment ago, um, I did a quick Google on Doors song commercial 1960s or something, and I came up with this Ajax commercial. Which is decidedly not the iconic Doors sound. So I assume that maybe I was just remembering it wrong. Well, you are onto something. This is what listener Kara writes in. Pulling up that Ajax commercial in reference to the Doors wasn't a mistake. The last line of the Doors, Touch Me, which, you know, we all know. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Wait, did you say you wanted me to sing it or we uh, all yes, know it? Oh, okay. I think that's what I said. Okay. Uh, is stronger than The last line of Touch Me is Stronger Than Dirt, which is a direct reference to Ajax commercials. Apparently, this was written by Jim Morrison in retaliation, sounds like Jim, mm-hmm. uh, for the fellow band members wanting to sell out Light My Fire for a Buick commercial. Oh, so that's what the connection okay. is. So that's so that's why through probably the reason Google called up that Ajax commercials because somebody probably left it deep in some YouTube comment somewhere probably and that's why it came up. I do want to. I mean, I remember. Touch me. I just want to hear the end of it. This is from the Soft Parade, by the way. A fine uh, soft. I believe it's a soft. No, no, no. Album number four by the Doors. Bit of a departure, but uh, got some real funky discoy stuff on this one. to keep listening I'm so sorry everyone 
Uh-oh. Did I fast forward past the last lyrics? <laughs> just hot sex. No, I think there's some more. Oh, no. Are we, are we just into the hot licks? Oh, no. We're just building up to the crescendo. Okay, sorry. I'm in this. I'm going back further. Okay, it's clearly not the final lyric, because here we are in the hot sacks again. Uh, I'm not seeing... I'm on the... Um, oh, well, I'm also looking at a well, Samantha Fox lyrics page, so that's not what I was looking for. Hold on. Let me find the lyrics to this. Sorry, There may guys. be a reason that it's no longer in the song, if we're, not, uh, if we're not hearing it. Is it tougher than dirt? Oh, no, look. It says, till the stars fall for the sky for you and I, and then the very last line is stronger than dirt, but where does that happen? Well, Did we cut it off too early? No, the- here... Well, I don't know. Maybe play there, the, very the very last very, seconds. Very a little more hot sex. Let's uh, let's see here. This is great. It's a good pod. I'm not hearing stronger than dirt. Whoa! <laughs> Mind blown. Whoa! How did I? I was a huge Doors fan. I've never heard that. So he threw it in there. Let's do it again. Stronger than dirt. Holy shit. That's that amazing. Is, oh, that is amazing. Oh, my God. Okay, so who wrote that in? So Jim wrote that in to get back at the other bandmates. No, 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 no. Who wrote into oh, our show sorry. to say that? That's uh, my... Listener Kara. So, I, so Kara's winning. There's one, uh, one final... Uh, I don't know, footnote on that, which is why I thought we couldn't find it. Ajax sued the Doors for plagiarizing their ads trademark line. The Doors paid the financial damages in a settlement to the Ajax company. And I thought maybe they had somehow also like settled with them to take it out of subsequent recordings or something or subsequent, you know, presses. It's in there. But it's in there. Kara. So Kara, that was awesome. Thank you. All right. Give her a -a (laughs) ring-a-ding. Okay. A few more here. I know we're running a little bit long, but we got so much good feedback. Um, this is from listener Dave. Um, he says, by coincidence, I heard the coffee is for hosers episode while in Canada. If you remember, this was the episode we did uh, all about Canadian advertisements. Mm -hmm. Uh, he says, I went to college in the eighties in Bellingham. Uh, that's the city North of Seattle. Yeah. It's right at the Canadian border. Um, and we saw a lot of Canadian ads and on our 14 inch black and white TV. For some reason, this one really cracked me up and this is for O Henry. Okay. Do you just want me to play it? Just play it. Uh, I've only seen the first half of this it's, commercial. It's, is it the is it the same three characters the whole time? Three men sitting on like a are they on a? They're on one side of a seesaw where uh, they are up in the air, and they're three big burly dudes. Okay, let's take a listen. When you consider how big it is, you know what makes it so big? All those peanuts. It's not surprising. There's so much inside. It's that big chunk of fudge. <laughs> I see because three burly dudes who are up. On a teeter-totter, and the only thing that's keeping him down is the O. Henry is sitting in the other seat. Right, and they're like circus performer, kind of strongman types. Thus the music. I'm telling you, it's all that caramel. It's that big chunk of fudge. O. Henry, what makes it big, makes it good. How do we get down? (laughs) Someone picks up the candy bar and the other side of the seesaw falls. Stronger than dirt. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just no. I'm a little distracted. I know, it's pretty great. Um, so I, that, was, that was great. I'd never seen that one, Dave, and it was um, hilariously weird and low pro. I like it. Um, so this is one from, uh, from listener Michael, and I thought it was worth talking about this because this is a commercial that actually has been driving you and me kind of crazy. Oh, yeah? What is it? It's a commercial for Honda. And it's um, both, the audio is both unhelpful and completely instructive. 
Oh, is this the? Oh no, Honda. That's not. Uh, this isn't the the softer side of uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad. Uh, no, he does. He does. Uh, no, zoom, because zoom, this one yeah. really doesn't have a lot of voiceover. Okay. Um, so what you're going to hear is uh, is a bunch of trucks pulling up in a big circle. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then all you're going to hear is the sound uh, of things being unloaded from the truck and turned into various. Uh, like outdoor scenes so like someone built uses all their that uses their truck to haul in all the equipment to make like a dirt uh like motocross track someone else uses you know they they make they make in the course of this commercial um well five different little setups which end up spelling out honda what they've built spells out honda from above but i want you to play it and tell me just let's just play it and and I'll tell you why I don't like it. To get the full effect of this, can I recommend something else? Just take a second here. Try to do we're going to play um about a minute of sound here. I want you to try to accomplish a task. Just a small task. Yeah, go that. try to send an email. Try uh, try to send an email as you listen to this or maybe just try logging into Twitter or something like that. <laughs> that just takes an an ounce of concentration. Okay, you get it. Now, it is true that the first time I heard this commercial, I was trying to get, I was trying to fix one computer that was malfunctioning, and this was playing on a different computer, and I almost took both computers and just threw them out of windows, and I kind of one of those frustrated modes anyway. But the sound of this commercial while I was trying to get something else done was the most infuriating experience. I have the same experience, and I'm someone who actively loves commercials. Uh, I do a podcast every week where I think about and talk about them. So I'm interested that Michael loves this commercial because I actually hate this commercial. Do you think it's because of our personal experience with the first time we heard it, though? I just have that association. Like, I was trying to, to fix it a now, computer. It didn't seem that it is I think bad. it's that I, I think it's a two-screen issue. Mm. I almost inevitably am on two screens when I'm watching television now, as I think many people are. Mm-hmm. And for a commercial like this that has no audio clues as to what the story is, mm-hmm. and the story's not bad. The story is, uh, look at all the amazing things that you can build and haul using all these features of these trucks. And, and that when you look at it, the visuals are actually pretty good. Like, oh, the truck door, like a tailgate, opens to the side. Yeah. Oh, look, it, oh, there's a whole toolkit that's underneath the bed that, you know, it's extra storage. So it's a and look at all these cool things you could theoretically build hauling hauling with your Honda truck. It's not that I think the story is bad. It's that the audio is so unpleasant to my ears. If you're not watching it, if you take your eye away for even a second, the audio to me is very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And I think most people, particularly with commercials, aren't focused on the audio or aren't focused on the visuals exclusively. Um, yeah, I have the same experience, and you're right. I think a lot of people now, if they're watching commercials at all, they're kind of giving them half of a brain while they're, yeah. uh, you know, dinking think, around on I their iPad I think this touches the wrong whatever. half of your brain. Yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right, yeah. Um, all right, one more uh, one more email, or um, I, I can't remember now maybe if this was on the Facebook page, but this is from listener Linda, and I seriously thought this was a hoax, but I don't think it is. I saw this bouncing around just yeah, the went headline, viral, and I didn't like, click instantly. on it because it seemed like some sort of clickbait. So to, but I never clicked on it, so tell, tell me what's going on here. So this is for a local commercial um, for a Mar- Miracle Mattress in San Antonio, Texas. And as far as I can tell, basically, uh, from the news coverage of this that, that all went viral... This was a real local commercial that some very misguided people at Miracle Mattress decided to make um, and that the store, it was so misguided that the store actually shut down for a while and is now reopening with new staff. Okay. So why don't you play so it? So that, that's, that's pretty verified. We read that in real news. I read it in article. the real news. I mean, you know, right. if you tell me if you think if it doesn't pass the smell test after this. So you see a woman... What better way to remember 9-11 than with a Twin Tower sale? Right now, you can get any size mattress for a twin price. 
Full mattress. Twin price. Queen mattress. Twin price. King mattress. Twin price. Store wide sale all day long. And then the two guys fall backwards and knock over a t- two twin towers made of mattresses. It, I mean, it is as if, I mean, there's just no way to even begin to talk about how offensive this is. And I'm not some sort of like, you know, uh, like, I'm not, I'm not humorless, but like, there's just no way to, there's no way to even begin to justify that. Yeah, I mean, how did it make it onto even local airwaves? So I, you know, the first thing I always do is I go to Snopes dot com, and um, it seems that Snopes in this case isn't ju- it, Snopes is expanded. It's not just a, it doesn't give things just like percentage of true anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just is has a write up here on their blog, but it is it seems to be written up as this actually happened. So. Um, the video has since been deleted, but uh, not before someone filmed it and posted it to YouTube. You could tell that that audio yeah. I played was somebody holding their uh, camera up to the phone. Um, Ricky Douglas wrote on the company's Facebook page, I remember when 9-11 happened, all Americans banded together to heal after the tragedy, and it was a beautiful moment during a hard time. Now some years have passed, and so we're all going our separate ways again. Until now, we've all joined each other in arms to destroy this company. Thank you, Miracle Mattress. What the hell? This is the, the company. Oh, this is just some commenter yeah oh I, what a waste of space for me to read that i'm sorry um i thought that was from i thought that was a statement from the company uh i mean it was so, obviously hyper local incredibly misguided but in trying to cause outcry you, you would th- imagine is that what right? you think I mean, that's, I actually, that's actually not the vibe i get that. from it you think it's just totally tone deaf and they, they're not even kind of like boy this will go viral because it's so crazy i don't get that vibe from it i think it was just a huge mistake. I'm sorry. Let me read you, actually. This is the Miracle Mattress owner speaking here, Mike Bonanno. Today I was made aware of a social media video produced by our San Antonio team highlighting a promotional sale using the upcoming 9-11 anniversary as the incentive. So I take it from that line that this did not air on actual television. Uh, they ran a Facebook Live commercial. Mm. So they were dinking around with Facebook Live probably and maybe did this live. I'm kind of filling in some uh, filling in some some blanks there. The video, this is back to the statement. The video was posted on Facebook without my knowledge or approval from our corporate office in Houston. I say this unequivocally with sincere regret. The video is tasteless and an affront to the men and women who lost their lives on 9-11. It disrespects the families, etc. Um, so, okay, well, that makes a little bit more sense, the fact that this was something that was just on Facebook and not right. on broadcast television. Yeah, because what what even local station would like allow that to pass their broadcast yeah right who would even yeah who who would sell the time for that so anyway i would say it's like true ish yeah i am sorry sorry for uh, no joke i i I know i was joking around at the top of the show about being unprepared it's probably not the best thing to hear me try to figure this shit out on the on the fly uh but thanks for putting up with it this week all right one more piece of feedback this is a voicemail from kristen then we can wrap this up all right, let's take a listen to this. Hey, Genevieve and Andrew. This is Kristen from Portland. I'm calling in regards to episode 45. Uh, you were trying to decide how to save the name of the Courage singer, Sarah, and her last name is Borellis, as I understand it. So uh, Sarah Borellis, singer of Courage. Um, and I uh, look forward to hearing on the show. And um, I'm sure there was something else. Oh, yeah. Can you put your uh, voice line and your email address on the Facebook page so that um, unquick people who have to rewind their podcast can find your phone number in a more timely fashion? Anyway, thanks, you guys, and I look forward to hearing the next show. Bye. How dare you tell us how to do our business and in fact thank you for telling us how to do our business (laughs) because i had put somebody else that had had sent in that first of all thank you borellis got it Mm -hmm. good to know um but also uh someone else had made made the same request i don't know a few months ago and i swear to you uh i put our voicemail and all of our our contact information at the top of our our facebook page and pinned it there it somehow became unpinned i've repinned it 
It's all there. Whatever, Veeves. But the, the Were you trying to save your job? What's with the defensiveness? <laughs> I remember doing it. Uh, but our our email is after these messages show at Gmail. Our voicemail is 607 444 5597, and it is pinned at the top of the Facebook page. And I'm going to say it again slowly, though, again, in case uh, you don't want to have to go to Facebook 607 444 5597. 607 444 5597. And that is going to wrap up our all ad council segment of After These Messages. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, Vee, this is usually where we give our phone number, but we just did that. Uh, Facebook after these messages show. Yeah, I realized as, I as threw Facebook. us out of whack when I said it before uh, the music okay. started. We're flexible. We are nothing if not flexible. <laughs> we could use this time to Google something on the fly, or we could just call it a Tuesday edition of uh, after these messages and uh, and move on to next. Oh, uh, let's do a quick little Ford promo. Uh, I think we can lock this in, right? Next week, because um, it is football season, you and I have been watching a lot of football commercials. And uh, I think we're going to do an all-football commercial show next week. I think specifically, do we want to lock it into commercials that have NFL players acting in it, players or coaches? Yeah, I think that's the thing that's most interesting to me. And I really do find the um, the wide range of acting abilities and yeah. styles to be uh, endlessly interesting. So we'll give them all letter grades. We'll give each NFL player a letter grade based, right. on, uh, based on their performance. We're looking at you. Larry Fitzpatrick. All right, everybody. Talk to you then. <laughs> Enjoy your Tuesday. Oh, dip. It seems once again back again with the caravan of Manchester from Pakistan. Karachi, Posse, Zaki's poppy. Uh, Red Octagon's couldn't stop me.